It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Hi, it's Drew Drogi. Um, oh, how's it going? Oh, gosh. Oh, I have a thing I want to just talk about really briefly before I bring out my wonderful guests. Um, I, I posted something on Facebook the other day, this week, at some point, and uh, it started this big conversation, and a lot of people asked me to like explain it, and I was like, I'm just going to explain it on my podcast where I'm coming from on this. Um, I'm a big, crazy, weird nerd stickler about language and I think it's connected to what I do and like I think I, I'm I'm I love reading and I love writing and I love um, you know with improvising you it's it's very much about not only um you know what you say but also how you say things but there's this we have like these knee-jerk phrases that drive me crazy that I just think are rude and I think are um, that people should just just be a little bit better in my in my mind. And I know people don't mean to come off horribly. Maybe they do sometimes. But I have a thing lately about this phrase. Um, when I say, excuse me, um, people follow it with, you're fine. And I it f- I fly into a motherfucking rage when you tell me I'm fine. I know I'm fine. Don't tell me I'm fine. And there's something weird about it. And then people were sort of saying, what about saying it's fine? And I'm like, it's fine is a totally different thing. If you say it's fine, that's great. I have no problem with that. But assigning a, an adjective to me and where I am in my life and telling me I'm fine, especially after I've said excuse me. And I was raised to say excuse me in a lot of different ways. And, and sometimes it's just to get around. I don't say I'm sorry when I need to get when like um, I'm trying to get to my seat and I'm trying to get around you. I don't go. I'm sorry because I'm not sorry about that. I say excuse me. I think that's more appropriate to say that. Uh, but when people look at me and go, you're fine. I'm like, I was aware I was fine. Um, I'm not, you know, I, if I come to you and and I say, I am I am so sorry, but I just took the worst shit in your bathroom and it's everywhere. And you say, you know what? You're fine. That's okay. That's appropriate, you know, because I'm literally asking for you to excuse me as a human being. But in general, don't tell people they're fine. Um, it's fine is okay, is is great, no problem. I think even better is just to respond, excuse me. Like, you know, it's just it's just a it's it's a thing that it, that I don't know how it started. Um some people on the thread where like it's a millennial thing, I refuse to blame a generation of people on that. And 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 my own mother chimed in and said she said she says you're fine all the time. And I'm like, mom, I I, I don't know why it bothers me then because I thought it. I always go back to how I was raised. But according to my mom, she's like I I say it all the time. But I really loathe when telling people. And I think there's also something very possessive about it, like telling you how you are. Um, and uh, you don't know. Don't assume you know how I am. And we're not going to go that deep. We're not going there. And I know you don't mean to go that deep, but you just did when you said you're fill in the blank. So it's fine. No worries. Great. Here's my thing about no worries. What drives me crazy when people say no worries or no problem. That's another one. When it's not going to be a problem, don't say no problem. So in case, if you're saying like, you know, and this is a lot out there to uh, the waiters of the world who I love you dearly and I've done the work and it's a fucking, it is the Lord's work for sure. And I have mad respect for people that do that. Um, I just said mad respect. I just sound like some fucking ancient person trying to sound fucking hip. I got mad respect. Respect. Um, anyway, if you say no problem, and this is a lot of times it happens in restaurant situations. When I walk in, a lot of times it's hosts, hosts that like love that power behind that host stand. They got that that they got that clipboard, maybe maybe a headset, a dry erase board, you know, menus to wipe down. They got shit to do, and you walk in and you say table for two, and you, and they seat you, and and they say thanks, and they say no problem. That it flies all over me. Why would that be a problem? Your job is to sit me down at a table. If I say, hey, can I sit like halfway in the sun with, you know, um, because my, I have this, this weird spinal problem and blah, blah, blah. That's when you say no problem because you're being a bit of a problem, uh, potentially. 
So I know that I'm being language police and I'm not that person to sort of constantly do that all the time. But, you know, there is a thing about that. Like, just be aware uh, if you see me somewhere, don't tell me I'm fine. Um, Don't say no problem if there wouldn't be a problem. Um, And, um, you know, just (laughs) be fine. Everyone just be fine on your own. Just know who you are. See yourselves. uh, And let's just try to be better people. And don't be so afraid of strangers. That's just the thing, too. I think we just say these things because we're just so afraid to make eye contact and just see where somebody is right now. And it's really big with me right now. Like, just like if you're by yourself and you're sitting somewhere, like, don't be an idiot with a stranger and don't do a stupid thing. But, you know, just connect, engage a little bit more. And, uh, you know, let's not be so dismissive of each other. All right. That's it. Let's have a show. Well, hello, you two. How are you? Good. Good. Doing very well, thank you. Wonderful. Great. I'm sitting here with a fantastic Mary Elizabeth Ellis and Jack Plotnick. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, Drew. Oh, God. Happy, was it Tuesday? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that there is an extra E in there. It's like a... Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. It's it's sort of like February. Or like fifth. Fifth. I know. I Why know. they got to be so fancy? Why they got to do all that? It seems like those months are really stuck up. Are we really... I know. And this day. What are you going to do on this day? Mm, Come drink. On. Drink? <laughs> I know. Drew, uh, I have lately. to say, um, I'm so excited to be on your show. I think you are pure magic. Honey. I love you so much. You. I'm such a huge so fan think, oh of yours. Oh my God. I'm such a fan of yours too. So this thank is, you for saying that. Oh, you so just sweet. always, and, and Mary Ellis, I, I walked in the room, we've never met and I just, I, I squealed. Oh, you have to. You, I, but yeah. I did like a squeal. Yeah. I was so excited to meet her because I'm just, uh, also, I just love your work. That's I'm, very yeah. sweet. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. She's and I, I'm going to be this asshole and be like, it's Mary Elizabeth. Oh yeah. Because no, I'm no, from no. Mississippi. No, I know. I get it. I get Didn't it. You, Okay. What, what I blame you. He you said, said Mary, it. but then he cut it. He, I think he just like ran out halfway. Full. Oh. Did I? Did I say Mary Ellis? Do you know my name is Mary Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, no it's I'm the so fucking sorry. story of my life. No, I'm no, I get it. I totally understand it. I'm, I'm so sorry. I swear. Is I there a I said dash in between the two? Sometimes just not. I mean, not on my birth certificate, but sometimes. And then dash, do you have a middle name quotes. for a grand total of four? I don't, but I wish it was Pepper. Mary Elizabeth Pepper Ellis. Yeah. That's great. You know, you absolutely did now looking back say Mary Elizabeth, you you went Mary Elizabeth. I probably did it. It was yeah. you've it always was had an issue. It's real southern. I slide it's it all together. Mary Elizabeth, you know, Jack Bloody. That's the and only negative you have. Yeah, I know I have really it's terrible a, diction. It's a big one. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm a delight, but you never know what I'm saying. So that's probably why you like what well, you like me. He's great oh, to look pure. at, which uh-huh. works for podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If only you could see how I look. You're a delight because you have a lot of energy. <laughs> And you can just make up what he's saying. I love that people describe someone as someone with a lot of energy. That's such a like very specific you way kids, of saying they're special. You they kids have, have all the energy they in the world. You were up there. And, and you just did it. And I just oh. look there and think, how do you have that much energy? <laughs> um, energy is well, something I envy. I can't now. believe the two of you don't know each other because I just have known and loved both of you for years and just done crazy wig pageants with both of you. And we just have never crossed paths. You guys, but let's have a wig show. We need let's to have, have a, a wig pageant. We need to have, I'm a wig, in. we have a wig show. We just, Mary Elizabeth and I just did a wig show yeah. on for Adult Swim. Can we talk about it or no? It's fine if we can't. I th- think so. When is this coming out? I think oh, we can say it. I think in like a couple days. Oh. <laughs> I think we can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to talk about it? You go for it. It's your show. Um, yeah, we uh, d- we have a show that we have been doing at UCB for almost ten years. Uh-huh, ten years. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called Mother May I Dance with Mary Jane's Fist, a Lifetime Original play when it was a play but now it's a lifetime original movie for adult swim mm-hmm. um it's gonna be a 33 minute long movie for adult swim and drew plays a sassy 13 year old girl <laughs> named tawny <laughs> <laughs> and mary elizabeth plays mary jane mary jane stevens to unbelievably gold perfection it's so fun oh, thank it's you. just so i'm just so happy because it's like 
making fun of every Lifetime movie you've ever seen, but it's it's so extreme. And the play was not even 33 minutes. It was short. It was the play t- was 30, yeah. It like, was, yeah. Because we had that slot. And we crammed. That's right. And so, but there is, it's every thing you've seen in a, in a Lifetime movie crammed in a 30 minutes. Wow. And I cannot believe it's going to be on television because it is dark <laughs> and horrifying and mm-hmm. delicious and filthy and everything that I would want to see on TV. But I'm just glad that like Adult Swim's like, yeah, this is the choice. This yeah. is the way we're going. I'm, I'm into them. We're about to go watch the first cut of it. Oh, you are? Right oh, after wow. this. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. That's so exciting. Thanks. I make a lot of faces. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real it's big. just fast because we just did it. That's a That's sign a of an actress. Yeah, you right? have to have yeah, a have lot to. of faces at your disposal at uh-huh. any time. I know. To the just back call row. Them up. Just call them up. Back row of your television audience. Ha- exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta have them faces ready. Um, yeah. And then, Jack, you and I have done 8 million other crazy what, fun yeah, shows. What live comedy show in the basement of a coffee shop I, I, have I, I, exactly. we've done together? I know, exactly. Yeah. I know, exactly. You're like, <laughs> okay, now you're doing this and now you're playing that. I know. It's um, it's so fun. I love being part of this carny tribe of, of people that do this. It's like it's a really... Uh, yeah, it absolutely. feels very special. The world of, of comedians in L.A. is such a magical one and I am I consider myself so lucky to have fallen into it and they're just... Same here. People who, also, people who create content people who are getting their creative voice out are just so thrilling to be around and inspiring well and it's like i don't know how like dramatic actors like how it the, how that path <laughs> happens for them i mean it's got to be in some way but it's like you have to join a theater group and then you'd put on a shakespeare play right it must be that yeah your faces something. your faces are small much smaller <laughs> faces <laughs> yeah they have those small faces <laughs> but i mean in the it's comedy so world like you just create like you were saying you create your own material and i guess you do that as well for with the with drama but it just feels oh like God. can we please do that what create a drama just a drama troupe oh we well, should do a drama troupe and <laughs> If we get a single light, the the audience. If we get a single laugh, the audience lights come up and the show's over. <laughs> so we punish the and audience we all for laughing. Point at that and we're yeah. angry. <laughs> shame, 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 shame. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. No, but I just, I, I, I just think it's like, yeah. I just do feel really special, and I get inspired. Like I've already talked about it before, but. Like Jimmy Fowley's show, where he where he does the La La Land, uh, you know. Have you seen? Have you heard? I haven't of this? seen it, but I've heard of it. He yeah. does the entire. He does Emma Stone's character from La La Land, her one woman show that's running in LA right now, <laughs> and also Byron Lane's show starring Tom Link about Tilda Swinton answering an ad on Craigslist, which is so brilliant, and <laughs> just these things that are always like, I have an idea. It's a parody of this show or this genre, or we're gonna do episodes of the TV show on stage or whatever, and it just it's it's. You know, it it feels really fun, and I I did not know that I'd still be doing it into my forties and and loving it and <laughs> it not does, feeling like I'm you know losing my mind. Whenever we talk about my husband Charlie and I talk about moving somewhere else, we're like, oh, but the people, the people I know. here, the people. I know. Yeah, we just would miss. There's nowhere else. I feel like that. It's the home of the this. greatest and worst people on earth. Oh. I mean, truly, we live in it. We live in a town. And I mean, my, some of my favorite people live here, and I have the same thing. And it's inside of all of us. Yes. I'm oh, the, I'm the best and the worst. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, none of us. We didn't move here to make friends. No, oh, but somehow we did. Oh, God damn it! Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are your summers going? Other than, you know. The world blowing up. How is it? It's you know, good. I finally got my sister has been holding my Star Wars collection mm. of mugs, figurines. I saw and that online for thirty years. Hostage. Oh my god! With a gun, you gun bitch. to the anyway. <laughs> with a lightsaber I, to your throat. Yes. And I finally realized I should I should t- get them. And I had them sent here for a whole bunch of money. And now I I put them up on Facebook because I can't. What am I going to do with all of these right, pink right, right, right. figurines? I can't be that guy. You have a very extensive collection too. I mean, it was like, pretty you know, extensive. Yeah. It Did you sell like them already? Sh- no, but I'm... I'm well, what's your backslash? Go to Jack Plotnick's Facebook, Facebook page. Ba- yeah, they're, they're going fast. I want to get rid of them. Well, seriously, so. if anybody is out there listening and, <laughs> and wants some Star Wars, Jack's got some great stuff, so just contact us and we'll, to keep them together? we'll hook it up. Well, I thought, like yeah, it'd be nice. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, They'll exactly. miss each other. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I used to collect. I had all of that stuff. And then in one move, I think we ended up. I mean, I don't know. I think like my when my mom got remarried and like they have grandkids and like they came over and played with them and they were used to play with all of this stuff. And And I know I had to let go of all of it. I had to let go of every emotional attachment I had to my things. And yeah. 
But I, but I just, I don't even know what. I think my mom probably gave them away at some point. I, I had mostly He-Man figures. I'm sure. But you I did. also had a lot of. Oh yeah. And when the lights were out, they I felt real. Those, I love those rippled bodies. Yeah. Well, um, there's nothing like the master of the universe. There's nothing like it. You know. I was also. I like Skeletor even more because he was evil. Yeah. And he had like a skull, literal skull face, and but he also had a hot ripped body. They all did. That will twist were, you sexually. I yeah, think that's what's been sure happening did. with you. Yeah. Why, why you hang out in those places? Yeah. You hang out. All those, all those murder bars. <laughs> and you know they have to eat uh, saber tooth yes, meat. Yes, yes, they so do. That's yes, protein There's heavy. Also, <laughs> not also a lot that. of carbs. Did, so you had collection when you were young. I didn't yeah. really have collections. You didn't. No. Wow. Then what did your parents get you? Because um, I feel a like we were, we were assigned <laughs> collections, essentially, because yes. like my yeah. parents were like, okay, you like monkeys, so that like they'd have something to yes, get. Right? Yes, yes, I know. I think that's <laughs> and we they, believed that's, it. We were like, I like monkeys. That's how it happens with kids. They're like, my, you know, it's like, Harry Potter, you you like this, we're going to get all these things for you, and now it's like, oh, my kid's obsessed with Harry Potter, but it's like, <laughs> you do have to kind of teach them. I don't, I don't agree nothing. with that, being the mother of yes. a five-year-old. Yeah, no, I don't... obsessed with minions. Really? Ugh. Yeah, I don't feel that I... You didn't to... force it on him. No. I, but, you know, we do... He was like, I love minions. I want minion toys and... <laughs> Um, he has a lot of minions. That's a There's that's a, a hard one to get behind. For Every me. time the he minions makes a really wish, drive me crazy. He's like, I wish minions are real. Well, and been... I'm like, make a wish for something more. What about those children in Africa? <laughs> you are five. <laughs> Step up, sir. <laughs> I've been thinking about kids and toys. I think that they, that a child can't really uh, tell the difference between real and fake, and so I think he wants those minions because. They they do feel real and he can control them and then it's the real that those minions would be real to him if you know it's yeah they would be great they'd be hilarious they'd like fart on you uh-huh, and, he, uh-huh. and he's like a god because he can decide yeah. what adventure they're going on and then he's Gru that's the leader <laughs> of the, the leader of the, okay okay for not being interested you see uh, <laughs> oh I've seen all the all the movies I'm many sorry. times oh yeah I'm sorry you, you know what they're not really that bad the new one was yeah pretty funny mm. and they're called, it's Despicable Me right. Despicable Me three just came out, I okay. think. But then there's and now, the, do the minions, minions have their movie. own movie. Okay, yes. okay, they have their own movie too. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, so you find know. a thing, and then you make trillions of dollars off of it. Yes. is what we do. But also, as a parent, is it is there comfort knowing when your kid likes something and you can just sit them in front of a TV and get them like? Do you enjoy that or being a? Yeah, I mean, sure. When your kid wants to watch something new, you're like, oh, no, I have to sit here and watch this to oh, make yeah, sure yeah, that yeah. there's not like. A penis in the middle of it, or something. <laughs> Wait till Despicable Me Four. <laughs> I hate to tell you, but know. there's a penis in the middle of half of the population of the world. <laughs> so not I'm... my son, though. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, he doesn't. Just kidding. He my son has that. a penis. He'll he be very upset that. if yeah, I say okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he'll be listening to this uh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, he's a huge podcast. Wait listener. a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just know that my brother and sister-in-law are always like, "Thank God when they." It's just like it has calmed the, you know, just. Like having something for them to—they're into video games now, but they—they—they're into this very like zen. These video games now that are just like you go into a world and you just you build a home and a, a neighbor might come over and you make them a pot. Like it's very <laughs> like calm, like very strange. Like I was up trying to play with my niece and nephew and I'm like, when are the like aliens coming? When are the guns? When is all that? And I, mean, I was that horrible uncle, and they were like, oh no, not on. Not on, you know. Uncle Drew, you know. calm down. Can I make you a cup of tea? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Mild Island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just everything was so like. And just, just, it, Children and play this. Yeah, and they they can create. They can build houses, and they can build like yes. And it's very, oh. you know. I don't know the name of any of it because all of it sort of goes in one out of the other. And whatever. I just. But yeah, that's. You should find out. You could maybe get a sponsor. Oh my god! I would love to Mild play a game that. like that. When when we switched from the Atari one um, handle controller uh-huh. to the double fisted ABC controller, I didn't make the leap, and so I yeah. can't play any game out there yes. until we get like a new controller. So. I have horrible hand eye coordination, and that was always the hardest thing for me playing video games growing up. Is that I just can't look at the TV and control. But now you know. it's all touchscreen. Yeah. So like Video we, games? yeah, we took yeah. my son okay, to Button Mash. Do you know guys know that place in Echo Park? It's like old school video games, oh, okay. like Ninja Turtles and Pac Man, and and he was like, I don't how why am I not? <laughs> I should just be able to touch the screen, and it does whatever right, I right, want. Right, 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 right. He sounds yeah. like a brat. 
He's a jerk. <laughs> he threw the pizza in my face. Fair enough. What? Well, it you was were making my one of your fault. You were making one of your faces. Oh, yeah. I was making a face. <laughs> you should have been more than a drama actress. I'd had actress. a lot of rosé. <laughs> <laughs> I love my kid beat me, but I was drunk. So, <laughs> so whose fault is it? So look, I'm gonna own it. Just gonna own it. <laughs> I did used to say that about him when he was a baby, and he would like bite me for no reason. Like I felt like I was living in a Lifetime movie. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know he doesn't like green beans, and I tried to get him to eat green beans, and I shouldn't have had my face so close to him. He was very upset. I feel I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't. How do you handle it when? I mean, he's at an age now that he's not gonna act. And I've met him. He's a delight, and he's very, he's very sweet. But when they just act out and just and just like hit you or just do something so awful like when they were like three or four Mm -hmm. how do you how do you handle that it's like a lot of a lot of self-control in the moment and then going around the corner and being like yeah yeah i know it's gotta be because i i mean i'll never i saw this kid one time (laughs) i was i'll never i was like this crazy thing happened where this kid ran away from his mom his mom had a baby and she had a baby in her arms Mm -hmm. and so this kid was you know older brother and he was maybe three, maybe four. Ran, darted past his his mom holding the baby into traffic. <gasps> like, car speeds around, almost hits this kid. Mother, uh, just because she's a superhero, grabs this kid with the baby in her arms, grabs the kid, scoops him out, out of the road, saves his life, and the kid hauls off and slaps her in oh. the face. <laughs> and it's like... If you I saw was, this? I saw it all happen, and I was like, if I was that mother, I would... I mean, I would just absolutely, I would throw my kid into traffic. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I have no instincts like that. And I'm like, but there's something that takes over. There's something that takes where over. Where you're like, I know not to do this. And I know that I'm the adult. And I know that, like, you know. Like, and you have to be like, baby, that must have been so scary for you when I grabbed you. And you can never run into traffic because mommy loves you. And mommy never wants you to run into traffic. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, it's really a weird. And then later m- you drink a lot of rosé. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! I yeah I I, I, I I I'm making this face because I do get overwhelmed by the whole concept of children. I don't want to have children, Me but either. I know I was I remember myself as being an angel, and yet I just remembered while you guys were talking at at 19 years old, my mom shrunk my new favorite shirt, and I fuck. And fucking screamed and made uh, I made her feel I was <laughs> sobbing threw myself onto the bed like she had had killed a, a class of my friends and I just think Jesus maybe I wasn't as perfect as I thought your I mean kids hormones, are a nightmare your hormones is that it yeah, I can yeah. blame yeah. hormones it really yeah. is it's just like your what hormones what do I blame now because I think I'm out of hormones at my <laughs> age. no keep them coming okay yeah, you're a dumb mom <laughs> yeah so dumb of her to shrink it's your her shirt her fault now how dare she but yeah, it's crazy what you have, and you have just no control. So it's hormones. It's hormones. Okay. Although it's I mean, I, now I mean, my God, I had a like cr- grumpy ass day yesterday that I like fired off like three really just pissed emails at people, and then today I was like, God, I really shouldn't have reacted that much at this. Is there ever thing. an age where you go, okay, I can stand behind everything I do now, and I'm and I have no re- like because I, I don't. I haven't I'm, found it. Ninety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think when you were ninety, you could just be like, you know what. I'm fucking 90 and this is exactly how I feel every year I feel like I'm killing it and then I'll do something that I'm like look back and go I can't fucking believe I did that so I know maybe I feel it just like I get ends. better and then I'll have a day where if I if I'm stressed if I haven't had enough sleep or if I'm hungover or if just like it's just like the wrong timing sometimes it's a matter of just like something just hits me the wrong way and I will fire off <laughs> such a missive a missive angry missive where yeah, I'm just I love like that. A missive. you know and and usually I can look back and go well I mean my point I still have making the point I'm not so irrational that it's great yeah. but it's just like I always I go f- too far I overreact with things and a lot of it for me is just when people are oh what uh, triggers you what triggers oh. me is when people are like kind of dismissive or they aren't <laughs> like um when pe- I, I, I like email etiquette like some people can be Run really nice caps. in person or they can or they just don't <laughs> hate all caps I hate all caps I, also, <laughs> I don't like when they'll when they'll email and they're and it's just like just the information and there's no niceties attached that the southern the southern lady me comes yeah. out and like yeah. you could start with hello yeah uh, you could start with thanks for doing this <laughs> um you know sometimes like when where do you like, where do you land on emojis because I use a lot uh, of them I um, in an email I don't use in them an email 
I don't mind them. I'm constantly smiling because I think I worry that oh. people will think I'm I'm not nice or something. I do that. I'll do that with I will add a lot of letters to a word just to be like hi okay. Okay. or like I'll do that kind of <laughs> shit because I'm just to be like I am coming at you with it. It's I will. What I if go, they think you just fell asleep on the typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> or that I'm like a 14 year old girl. Like it's hi. like hi, lol, Um But I do that. I could do that sometimes, and it's. But I just think that um, when you know, or, or if somebody just, just there, there's just there's just a thing that will hit me in the wrong way when I'm like you're doing a favor and somebody just comes at you with the wrong approach, and yeah. it's a lot of times it's email because it's like there's there's something that's like not human about it. Whereas like it's rarely like a, a voicemail message from yeah. someone and I hear them and I go, oh, I can't stand how you're being. <clears throat> Mary Elizabeth, what triggers you? Mm. When do you see red and want to s- strike? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that I, I've been doing so much work on this, you guys, so much work, went to therapy yesterday, (laughs) had some major things come up. Um, I think that my deep childhood wound that triggers me is when, um, people try to like speak for me or don't allow me to have my own opinion about something. And sometimes I'm a person who like... Needs like a minute to think about stuff before I have like a super strong opinion about sure. it. So I feel like I either get railroaded a lot or like I wake up the next morning and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> that was a fucked up thing to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Also, you are very, you're very chill and easygoing. Like, you know. You think? I oh, do. I do. And I think that like you, um, and you're also polite in a way that like you'll let people but it's like I was I will say I was so impressed at how you and Artemis both on the on the shoot were the leads in a show you had written this thing and how you guys were so great at performing but also like you knew what you wanted you were I mean Leonora and I talked about it a lot we were like they are so good you both were just like this is how I feel this Aww. and that and so you're great at expressing your opinion thank you but I wonder if people like misinterpret your politeness is like oh yeah but yeah but and, and it's also it's a it's I'm sure it's dudes that do it because like it's a lot of times that guys will love they love to like step in and go here's the thing <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right. and they don't mean to yeah. most of the time well that's a very like that's a very like male quality you know and a very feminine quality is to be like everyone gets their turn I right. don't know everything let me be open to this and see like what happens and mm-hmm. so um, but you know what thank you about the show I feel I feel like uh we were both very in our power, as you uh-huh. say, during that because sure. we had worked on it for so mm-hmm. long. We knew exactly what we wanted it. Did to you guys be. write it, or was it through improv? Yeah, we wrote, wrote it. it. The two of them wrote it. Yeah, we wrote oh. it so long ago. Yeah, very. And sound. so much of it has stayed the same, which is so awesome about it. Like so it is, fun. It is, but so much of it grew because yes. of like doing it on stage live and doing it with you guys and. Yeah, but I mean, like we. We improvised a little bit, but it was like you guys so knew from day one what it was and what it needed to be and what it needed to feel like. And it was fun. It was it, it, every, excuse me, sorry, every line of it makes me laugh. I mean, it's just like as it was in every rehearsal, we would just be like, "Why is this still making me laugh?" It's so great. That's very um, sweet. Talking about that a is thing a good were... test for a joke. If you if you f- keep finding it funny, because mm. yeah. you've done that too, and you did that with with. With space station, if I love like, a joke, I stick, I stand by it. That's why it's yes. so weird. If you ever, you, you, well, you guys know when you do a sitcom, they they watch it once, they, they then they watch it the next time, they don't laugh as hard, and so they rewrite it. And you're just like, yes. no, stand behind your stand joke, behind yeah. your and joke. stand behind your writer's instincts. Absolutely, you can always rewrite it for in the second take. But the fact yes. that these poor writers are forced to rewrite an entire episode of a show five times because executives don't uh, understand that jokes they're you know, funnier the first time, and the second time you hear them, they're yeah. not, you know, anyway. And no, I know. But then the I, third time <laughs> comes back around. Brilliant. You guys are improvising. <laughs> One, two, three. Wait, did we talk about what triggers you yet? Oh yeah, Jack? what triggers you, Jack? Uh, I get, I, I, I absolutely freak out if I feel someone's upset with me. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's really hard for me to do. <laughs> And the problem is I have a, a very close friend who his issue is he gets upset if somebody, he feels like somebody needs something from him. So one night, one time he got a little upset with me. I freaked out, needed him to know that he wasn't mad at me, which freaked him out. Oh, him, just, my God. Oh, yes. it was terrible. Best friend. But uh-huh. I, I got back into therapy this year. To, you know, it's a good year to do that. I, I it is. Did it, I did it. <laughs> Thanks, I do it at Thanks, sort of Trump. every 10 years. I should years. be doing it, too. And, uh, I and do boy, this. did I need it. No joke. This is what is my therapy. and No, no joke. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, 
just yes, talking. thanks, Trump. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. couldn't. I needed to check in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learning time, guys. It's yes. a learning time. A bunch of shit's coming up, and it, and we get to look at it, and we get to look at it, and roll around in the mm. shit, and yes. take a shit bath, <laughs> and see what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Hashtag shit back. I think we are all. We're I do also think you've just like something. <laughs> this is a moment that you'll look back on and say mm. that was what started it all. Old shit, shit back, bath. shit bath Ellis over there. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh god. So it's, it's you, so that you, it's easier than Elizabeth. Shit yeah, bath. Mary Shitbath. Mary Shitbath Ellis. <laughs> Mary hashtag Shitbath shit Pepper Ellis. Pepper Ellis. <laughs> hashtag oh, Pepper. <laughs> I met oh, Artemis when we did a, a, a this really weird kind of horror movie called Rubber together, where this oh rubber God, rolls around I and makes people's heads explode. That movie. But I got to hang out with her in the desert for a while, and I just loved her. If you guys get a chance, I'm so glad you brought it up. That. Oh my God, it's so good. It's She's my best friend. director. Wait, isn't that what I did with her? Oh, geez. What's his name? Quentin DePieu? Yeah. We don't need to talk about it. Maybe it was something else I did with her then. I want to hear. I want people to know about this movie, Rubber. It's amazing. It's about a tire that just inexplicably comes alive and starts killing people. And it's really arty and brilliant. And Jack is so good at it. And and now I'm looking up because I want. I don't want to say she was in it. I don't remember her in that, but she may have been. That's how I thought I met her. She I'm not sure. people mistake her with tires a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put some more air in your Artemis. I know. Oh, the, oh I mean oh. a tire. Oh wait, I don't know. I finally I is, so. uh, because I don't have cable. I finally wa- am now just now discovering Sunny in Philadelphia. Sadly, Which is so uh, great uh, because it is my new favorite show. You had an episode where you're drunk and gonna poop, mm. and I just fell in love with you through this series. Oh, thank and you. Artemis is wonderful too. Oh my god, she's so good. Enough. What a what a genius show! I just uh, I'm the, so happy. Some of the I nicest people it. in the world who play just complete garbage bags, and I love it. <clears> I'm so really great. proud of that show. It's yeah. uh, it's so satirical, and it's so interesting. I don't. There's probably not much of a like an audience of the people that I'm about to talk about that are listening to this, but I have had people that are like. Blah, 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 the N-word. And I'm like, uh, excuse me? You can't say that to me. And they're like, why? You would say it on your show. And I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Really? Oh, my God. Right. We are making fun of people like you. Yes, Who exactly. are stupid enough exactly. to say things like that. It's very no. clear that, so the, it's oh, that the people writing that show are, are not it's that. satire. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be able to you make that point. You can't be those people and just be like, you know, you're not laughing with me. Mm. I'm laughing at yeah. this person. And so I know it is. It's it's really interesting when people have. That sort of reaction. I'm just inspired by the story behind the show because, like, I remember when Artemis and I were in the Groundlings together, and, and the night that she got the call that this pilot that they made for like just a tiny, just like a, just a bunch of friends getting together, and they sold it as a show, and it became this it's like like 13 years cultural I think we icon that's like run forever, and it's like, and I just love that it was inspired from just friends who were like writing what they thought was funny and interesting, and just. And, uh, and it happened at the beginning because now yeah. I, Charlie was telling me there's 365 scripted shows now or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Which is crazy. Crazy. That's and it's really nuts. just really hard to... F- I Every time I turn on like Netflix or what, I'm like, I know. what? What is? I've never heard of this. Well, thing, and you know, like, to bring back like what well, we were growing up, we like Star Wars because that's what you know. Because that's, you know, that's what there was. That's what there. That's what there was. And there was about you five know? things a year and, back then. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and now all kids like all different things. You know, there's no longer, and it's and it's exciting in a way that I think I like, it's it's creative. But it's I like, think like, we're allowing... lucky because the stuff that I think what hits you right before puberty is what you become obsessed with because you've got all this obsession chemicals in your body, but you haven't yeah. found sex yet. Oh, that's the, and I've so never we were of, like, lucky love because. That. <laughs> <laughs> We were lucky because I think there was a lot of great product when uh, we were. And, but nowadays, I just feel sorry for kids who are like, that was the movie that happened to be on cable, and they fall in love with some shit fest. I don't want to name any, but yeah. and it's going for the rest of their life. They're going to be like, here's my shit fest collection. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. I know for me, but it was they Empire also Strikes, get, yeah. They also get with with Netflix and Amazon and all these shows that like are going to be so specifically targeted. I think that they're getting things that. You know, um, I just think it's different. I just don't. It's going to be interesting to see like a period piece in 2017. Like, what's going to last? I thought thought you were like for children's shows. Like, where's the Downton Abbey for children? Exactly. (laughs) Oliver Twist. Wuthering Heights for children. It was Oliver. Uh, Um, My son, every time we 
he gets movies on the weekend and every time we turn the movie on I'm like do you want to watch this one again and he's like I, he always wants to watch something new oh wow every time very he wants out of to the watch ordinary. something different yeah. Yeah. yeah he doesn't have like he he you loves need- the minions like he likes minion toys right, and right, shirts right, right. and yeah. stuff but he doesn't he's always like meh I've seen that I want to watch huh. I'm like there's nothing new you've literally seen every <laughs> movie that's ever been made for children <laughs> right so we're gonna watch the chef's table. Yeah, and <laughs> he loves learn it. About In Naka, he I just. Gonna, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say The Shining. <laughs> we're the, watch Shining. the Shining. Oh my god, that would be so terrifying. I think I saw that when I was a child. I did see Cujo when I was very young. Barbarella for me. Barbarella scared Those you. Those dolls with the razor oh, teeth. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, also, okay, yeah. weird sex. There's that weird. Piece, the orgasm piano got me going. The orgasm piano. Yeah. I was the right age that they try to yeah. kill her with, but she she orgasms she orgasmed it out. Yeah. Oh, Jane. That's what I try to do every, every night. Time I, I try to just <laughs> orgasm it out. Just I'm just going <laughs> to orgasm the shit out of this. <laughs> uh, the shit bath. Oh, my God. I love it. Are you it. feeling tense? Orgasm it out. Yeah. Just here, pop in my, pop in my hand orchestra. <laughs> that movie's so crazy great it's and crazy. weird and wonderful. But yeah, those, those are the ones. You never forget the ones that just like terrify you from an early age I, I can imagine mm-hmm. The Shining I mean like It have you guys are you gonna yeah, I saw I've it. seen it yeah. I liked it I haven't seen it I'm I scared it. Yeah. you know a friend gave me great advice because I can't see horror movies in movie theaters because the sound is what freaks me out it's too mm-hmm. loud I, I, I'm gonna just shit myself but um, he said put earplugs in and for the first time I saw a horror movie with earplugs just gently just the just tip playing just Bell, the and, tip. Bell and Sebastian yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I uh, and I had a great time without yeah. the, the loud uh, sounds I oh. could enjoy Enjoy yeah. a horror movie, and I yeah. love it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought so too. Uh, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. It, it, it. I haven't uh, seen it. I yet. really enjoyed it too, especially the humans story of it. I thought the kids were great. You didn't love the clown story? Actually, <laughs> I was the, about to say that. The, What's the I backstory? I thought that, I mean, I read the book when I was about those oh. kids' age, and I don't, so it's been a million years since I remember, but I remember, you know, it's very hard to film because it is whatever scares you. Right. So it takes different forms. It scares, you know, and so they really made so much out of the clown and the more they showed the clown, the less scary I found it. Yeah, because you're so not the clown. There were plenty of jump out, you know, But I enjoyed that the, that the villain wasn't overly scary because it made the whole thing feel like a fun haunted house versus something genuine like like um, Halloween, something genuine. Right. Oh, freaky. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it never, and it, that's the thing, it's very true to the book and the vibe and it feels very Stephen King. Like the movie feels very true to, to who Stephen King is, which is also as terrifying and and you know uh, and psychologically uh, you know uh, riveting as all of his stuff is it's also very human and very character based which is what he that does really well mm-hmm. so i thought it was great like if it had been an email in all caps you would have been like nope not interested <laughs> <laughs> couple things uh, there are there is couple a shift things. button couple <laughs> <laughs> yeah, opening with couple things I want to do a show called couple things I want to do a show called couple, couple things, things. <laughs> <laughs> that is that triggering yeah. nope yeah couple nope. things here we go uh, <laughs> hope you have an hour because here we go I want to hear from I want to hear stories from from you guys or or, or thoughts or opinions or revelations or whatever. Well, this is a, in in line. This is not what I was going to bring in to tell you guys, but in line with everything we've been talking about so far and and going back into therapy. One of the reasons I knew I need to go back in therapy, and I haven't told anybody this, is I, I got kind of re obsessed with a true crime case from my childhood, a book called Fatal Vision about a oh, a, a yeah. guy who killed his whole oh. family. Oh yeah. But I got very unhealthily like I'm talking two a.m. On my computer in bed looking at crime scene photos nightly. Oh, shit. I don't know quite why. I'm just so happy it's passed. But it got, I just got obsessed with this case reading transcripts. But here's how I got over it. Uh, You killed someone. I killed a woman and her child. (laughs) That's fine. That I was married to. I thought it was you, but it was an Ellis. It was. It was. It was you guys. Oh, she's a ghost. (laughs) I actually replaced the obsession with Harry. I got just, I love the Harry Potter book, so I just. Yeah. Um, I, I, I forced myself to watch Harry Potter videos and clips from the movie, and it was almost like it magically made it like, go away. That coupled with sort of, sort of figuring out what was going on th- therapy-wise. Mm. Yes, so that's, Harry, wow, that's Harry really Potter fascinating. Is it's match pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I have watched the first three of those with my son, and recently, and 
it's some like deep psychological stuff. Like even when you're saying with, brilliant. with it, the thing that changes to be like the thing that mm-hmm. everyone is the most afraid of. That's the, a, yeah, the yeah, books yeah. get more and more complex. That's and what deep everyone says. I have to admit, I've only seen the oh, yeah. very first Harry Potter movie, which I know is like well, the oh, one of the oh, worst. It was the worst. And he, the books get. I've never read. But them the movies rather, get but, better. Starting the third movie, they're excellent movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The second the one, was, the second one was not good. But oh. the th- yeah. yeah. But you know what? Quaron, Quaron's first reading the. Reading the books is heaven. I, I once missed a plane because I was sitting reading a Harry Potter book. I was so engrossed. Everybody got in line from the plane and entered the plane and flew away. I looked up and I was like, "Where's every? Where did we go?" Did you get on your broomstick and go? I got on a broomstick. Take <laughs> <laughs> like my broomstick to Wichita. So I, uh, I want to. I'm, I'm so interested that you got into Fatal Vision, and I'm trying to remember that story. It's about the doctor, right? He was a doctor. This is very was... triggering for me, Drew. Is it? You no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but it was but a yes. It was a doctor. For people listening, I want to make sure it was a doctor, and <laughs> he, he said was in North Carolina. Yes, I, that sounds right. Okay. And in the middle of the night one night, he said that the a, a very Manson type group of hippies came in and killed his family. Yes, yes, yes. And left him completely, pretty much unscathed. But, yeah. And, yeah. When, like, what year was this? Do you, 70, do you know? 70 or 72, I can't okay, remember. Okay. And he got away with it for 10 years, and now he's in, now he'll die in prison yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah. The, the way that they figured it out is such an incredibly, incredible story. And that's why the book is so good, and the made-for-TV movie is excellent, too. But I just had an unhealthy obsession for a month with it. Yeah, that's so. It's really nuts how like something like that can lodge in your well, in it was, your brain. Clearly, it wasn't like, about that. It was about yes. something in me that just. Yeah. I don't right, know. right, right, right. It's like yeah. I needed an outward. I needed. I mean, obviously, this whole Trump thing. I was. I was feeling so disturbed inside. Maybe that I needed to find something outside of me that was to put. The, I don't know of why. I, I haven't figured it out. But well, I'm just it's, glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah. There's. I mean. Th- I mean, there are all the studies of like why like people make zombie movies, and it's like the, you know Romero <laughs> made Night of the Living Dead as a reaction to Vietnam, and like what's going on in the world, like. There's so much about that, like how creativity manifests itself in you when you ha- when you are like a creative person and you're like, there's horrible stuff going on in the world or in your life. And then you just, you put it somewhere and, mm-hmm. and there's no always, there's not like always direct logic, but yeah, like, we, you know, we are, like you said, having to look at things and there's, there's gotta be some something to like okay this horrible story is so much worse than my than, than my, my life yeah. or than what's actually going on or you know or and, terrible uh, things can happen and they're hard to explain or like yes. terrible things happen and someone gets away yeah. with them and then they end up having to make reparations at some yeah. point or yeah i mean there's a lot of but yeah. i mean i was i mean and when i was in this is you know when i was like in eighth grade but i had a pretty much unhealthy obsession with serial killers. Like I was oh, way man. into Helter Skelter, and which is the obviously the Charles Manson yeah. uh, story, which is one of the one of the best books I've ever read in my life, and one of the most terrifying. <clears throat> if you have, too disturbing that night, is... the, the, it's unbelievable. The opening of the book, if you open, if you start reading the book, you won't be able to. It's 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 so brilliantly written and it's horror. It's one of the scariest things I've ever read in my life. Yeah, and um, John Wayne Gacy, uh, that one, not as much, no. but like it was. It was. It was. Uh, yes, Dahmer. I mean, it was a do Dahmer and uh, Ted Bundy, and I was like way into it, and and you know, and my mom, my mom knew that I loved horror movies from early on, and we would watch Hitchcock together, and like my mom was really great about like being like, okay, if you like Freddy and Jason, you're also gonna you know watch good you know classic horror movies. So then I kind of moved into like this, and I remember like a school trip where I like made everybody, all of my friends, like take different names in the Manson family <gasps> and like run around and just pretend like we were crazy. <laughs> I also was obsessed with hippies and cults, like cult, the mentality of like how you can get someone. And I think that's what was so fascinating about Charles Manson to me more than anybody else was that he had an ability to control these people and make them do these things. And I just, and then some, but there was also gotta be, like, I just wasn't dealing with myself at all. And I was like, yeah, something very like, I was talking about this yesterday with my therapist. (laughs) There's like, she was saying, like, uh, it releases opioids in your brain when someone else is sort of 
filling you up with information and like you're allowing mm-hmm. that to happen mm-hmm. and you don't have to like think for yourself at all and yeah that's, i'm and, doing that with facebook right now i can't stop looking at it and yeah it's, and it's that's yes, there's I a lot of that happening about, yeah. with social media you yes, know we have yes. these crazy relationships with these little devices that we have but they're giving us so too much information yes. and you're either like emptying yourself out and allowing it to fill you up or or reacting to it and being completely ego-driven where you're like, nothing in the world matters more than what I think. Wow. And yes. I'm going to fight yes. anybody who says anything that thinks... Because, yep. um, and this is interesting with horror films too, and especially like growing up in the South and growing up Christian, like I can't let anything bad inside this bubble because yes. if bad things come in, that's the devil and that's hell and, and that's, that's like eternal damnation. Yep. But, yep. but we really are so much like... We really are so much stronger than that. And we can let bad shit come in and like figure it out in our own way and just sort of like massage it out without having to be like, no, I can't let that into my bubble. Yes, yes. And I think you're so right. Like we we need to allow ourselves shades of gray and 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 acknowledge things and look at them without looking at like absolute, you know, this or that. You're either with me or against me. Mm-hmm. It's good or it's evil. Mm-hmm. It's black or it's white. It's whatever. And it's like that is such a and and the world is changing in a way that like, you know, that is where I have I always I get I get so inspired by the kids cuz I'm looking at people and they're like defining themselves in all in very specific different non-binary ways and so many ways and it's really and it's and it's inspiring to me to be like we need to stop thinking that like boys wear pants and girls wear dresses and all that and all that bullshit that's just like that we just told ourselves these are the rules and um Mm. and also like you know allow ourselves to um yeah to to be scared or to do these things and and be okay with it like to be come out on the other side of it yeah because shit's really happening and you it's might like you can, fuck up you might make a mistake yeah and it's scary will. to do that on social media because then it's there and people will never stop pointing it out to yep. you that yep. you said this thing that time i know yeah and um but it's ultimately so much better to do it than not and to join the conversation and not isolate ourselves um, and it's and and also to be able to take a break and just to be able to do it, but it's it's hard because we have so much coming at us all the time. And I I'm, I'm reminded when I go and sit at my grandparents' house in South Carolina, and they're 88 and 89, and they have a TV and they have cable, but like it's never on mm. when I'm when you know they do watch plenty of TV when we're not there. But when we're there, we sit for like two or three hours and just talk. Wow. And they don't they don't care if like we occasionally get on our phones or whatever but like they don't get crazy about it but they don't have, certainly have iPhones and they don't they're not on Facebook or email or any of that and so and it's pretty crazy to just be like like you're in a whole different world you know and um yeah cuz it seems impossible to go even a couple like if you leave your phone at your house and you're running <laughs> late and you're at the end of the street you definitely turn around to go get your phone right yeah 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 like you're not gonna leave your house for an hour without your phone I do the same phone. thing with chapstick oh yeah really yeah I'd freak out if I didn't know it was in my pocket Is it in your so I may not funny. even use it all day but of course if, if it's not here with me I'll start licking my lips and then all of a sudden I'll be freaking out do you I, I'm, I'm full blown addicted to Carmex like Carmex mm-hmm. has like fiberglass in it and it will just and I, and that's why it will cut up your lips why are you using it because it's delicious Jack <laughs> oh, your God. and it will and it makes you want more and you're like I want more I want that very nice Carmex. cherry it tastes like an old fashioned and it just you rub it right across your lips <laughs> and you're just like ready to go until it dries out and I need more immediately well I do Burt's Bees so I guess oh, we all yeah. have we live we have our things in dry dry for dry LA no, not we for do. no reason when I was a kid I licked my lips so obsessively I had a big clown mouth that was red for about an inch outside really? of my mouth. If I didn't, and that's why I had to find, thank yeah. God for chapstick. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, this is super weird. I collected chapsticks. <laughs> oh. Isn't that Sorry. crazy? No, I know. Please. It's, it is completely. So that was your collection. I was asking you I earlier. collected a lot. I used collected, or not used? Uh, both. Ew. Okay. But I, but I would have them. It's I had, I had a rubber used. band. Yeah. I had a rubber band, a giant one around all of them. Mm. And I had to have every possible flavor, color, whatever that I could find. Did of, you get them like in your Christmas stocking or uh, something? Like oh, that? yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I would, but wow. I would just have them around. I also like, 
it was a thing about like um, colors because like my my mom's interior designer and like this, so there was always like and my dad sold furniture so there were always like furniture so there were always like um, paint swatches around and. <clears throat> Like, you know, and so there, I just was, I was always around, like, just like. Well, you were you know. a cheap kid to buy a gift for. Oh, I loved it. I loved just, like, looking at color. <laughs> Merry just Christmas. Like, like, yeah. Here's, 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 here's a our, paint swatch. And, a, <laughs> and one chapette. Yeah. And moving on. I loved um, those interior design, like, fabric books. My, yes. Yeah, my mom's yeah. best friend was one, and I would, like, get them and make dresses for my troll dolls. Uh, and uh, like that. Oh, yeah. that's so great. Yeah, yeah. Memory. Memories. Uh, Mary Elizabeth, what's yeah. what's going on? Tell me a story. Um, well, I guess I I brought like a little thing, but I don't know if we have time to do it. But, yeah, what but is it? My, I feel like my minor revelation has been um, um, a, like a big revelation, which has been learning to trust my instinct and really listen to that inner voice inside myself but like have to get past all the other voices that got put on me mm-hmm. from um, you, you, this is some real therapy shit y'all mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like this this year the past couple of years have been about learning how to trust my instinct so I brought my animal spirit cards <gasps> awesome have you done these no I by the never wild have. unknown would you guys feel like playing will you let's play do it. on a podcast let's do it I love it <laughs> okay so what you do is you ask a question in your oh mind oh my god I have no idea we're gonna do this I love this or I'm you so can excited. say it out loud if you want okay um, and then you shuffle the cards around and then when you feel ready you pull a card and you turn it over and, and then I'll read from the wild unknowns animal spirit guidebook what your about your spirit animal what your spirit the it's not your spirit animal it's the animal that's coming to tell you something to help answer your question okay great who wants to go so what are some example questions that you would ask well you could ask anything from like um what do i need to know about like what do i just need to know about right now what um what do i need to know about or Oh my god, I have all these giant questions in my head and I can't seem to like figure out how to answer like all these giant questions about intersectional feminism and racism and you know, uh, like the crazy shit sure. that we're all like struggling with right now. Yeah. And um like what do I need to know about that? Or you could be like, um, my boyfriend's driving me crazy. What do I how do I right, you know? Right. Okay. And okay, and then then based we put the question out there. Because mm-hmm. I think we should ask a question out loud for the sake of this. And Let's then do it. And then we'll the, somehow that will. I mean, we'll then we'll pick an animal after yeah. we've asked the question. So you ask the question, and then you shuffle the cards around while you're thinking about it, and then you'll p- turn over the top card or whichever card speaks to you. There's not a wrong way to do it, Great. which is what it. part of what is the instinctual practice about this, which is what I really like. Because I used to freak out and be like, oh, fuck, I pulled the one on top, but what if I didn't really want that one? I wanted the one that was in the middle, and I should have pulled that one. Like, what if I got the wrong answer? that's a great lesson to learn. But there's not a wrong wrong answer. There's not a wrong answer. There's not a wrong way. It's whatever is right for you. I love that. Good. Who wants... Jack, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, You go first. In case we run out of time, I think the host should get to that. Okay, So, uh, I'm going to say, my question is... Um, lately, I've been way more into wanting to be in a relationship, yet I don't know what I want in a partner. Like I just, I just don't know, and I'm and I'm feeling very confused and um, and like juvenile about it because I'm just like I don't even know what I'm looking for, and mm. and and another and another person. All right, here's my card. That's a good question. Card. I picked a zebra. Ooh. And he has a beautiful, like, rainbow triangle in, yeah, his, he in does. between his eyes. And oh, he, my goodness. How crazy beautiful? is that? He's a fire card. Now, okay. The, the rainbow is like the rainbow flag. Oh, it's so you are gay, you This know. is actually, what? this is, oh, that, that, he, I don't need to read it. Jack answered what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a man. So okay, no, pick a, <laughs> Good pick to a know. gay man, right, though. Right. No, man, he got to, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't be general when you state your, oh, okay. your yeah. intent. <laughs> So this is actually an incredible card for you. Um, The zebra is eccentric, creative, and visionary. Mm. Um, Zebras are the most precious of gems. They are young at heart, well-cultured, and have an undying curiosity about life. Being in the company of a zebra personality is not only a delight, but it also opens our minds. Be prepared. Their potent magic is contagious, and you may soon find yourself in a faraway land, expanding your worldview while having a blast. Zebras also like to contribute to the global health through environmental or volunteer work. This card may be a hint to pack your bags. 
When in balance, the zebra is worldly, enthusiastic, and fashion-forward. When out of balance, it's jaded, pouty, or vain. To bring into balance an epic adventure, art. Great. So my adventure is art. Like, I need to pack my bags and get ready to... Pack your bags. Go to art. Get ready to go to art. (laughs) And, like, like save the environment. That's the one part of it that I'm, like, I am terrible about. (laughs) Like I wish I I mean I'm I'm not proud of that. Do you recycle? At all. Oh, I do recycle. Then you're then I'm, you're well, I'm what, not, then what I'm it, not you litter? Uh, litter Mary bug? Joe Catlett and cereal mom. I'm not just going <laughs> to stuff it down in a, you know, um and no, a baby? But, and a, <laughs> I, no, she just pushes the trash into the tra- she just doesn't recycle. And oh. so that's when Kathleen Turner decides that she's going to kill her. Oh. Well, <laughs> she doesn't, but she almost did. She should have. Anyway, she should have. Uh, I loved that. That's beautiful. It's fun, right? Yeah. And so, I don't know, you just sort of sit with it and say, like, am I the zebra? Is the person I'm looking for the zebra? What? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Cool. Have I like you ever thing, seen yeah. a psychic? I have never seen a psychic. I haven't either. Have you, Jack? I did. I spent quite a lot of money on her. And uh, when I first happened, I was like, oh, a lot of this she could have gotten off the internet. But... I went back and listened to it a few days ago, and their shit she was saying I was absolutely not, couldn't ever be on the internet. <clears throat> but uh, it, she basically nailed me. She basically described exactly me and what my issues are. So it was very interesting. But I re- what I really wanted was her to go, call this number or, you know, work on this project. I wanted her to be a lot more specific about my future. Right. Yeah. But, um, but it is amazing. Um, I, I'm friends with that, Jessica though, Bendinger, uh, who wrote Bring It On, the movie. Uh-huh. And she saw a psychic before she wrote the movie, back when it was called Cheer Fever. And um, she saw a psychic, and, he, and she was wondering, like, should I keep working on this Cheer Fever movie? Should I keep... And the psychic was writing, as the psychic was talking to her, he was making notes. And he wrote on the pad, he turns it around, he goes, what's cheer virus? What's cheer virus? She goes, oh my God, that's cheer fever. He goes, yeah, it's going to be big. And and it was, of course, and it, and it became bring it on. Wow. That's, Isn't I that thought you great... were going to say that he was like, what's bring it on? Oh, oh. <laughs> I was say She's like, I got to change that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. That's so I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah, that's that really is. cool. Craig Chester, our friend Craig, has an amazing story with about Montgomery Cliff that he's, that I should hang on him or whatever, about like, basically, like, he's had, he's gone to this psychic who was like, the spirit of Montgomery Cliff is with you and you need to tell I the heard story. This, and, I heard it on NPR. Yes. Okay. He's yeah, done it before. He's friends with Parker Posey, yes, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. That's pretty and it's, amazing. It's pretty crazy. When he, when he told me that, I had chills and I was like, a psychic basically just like told him all kinds of crazy because he's loved. <laughs> Monty Cliff all his life and it's just all these weird parallels and he felt like he was living with him for a while and he just has never told anybody because he felt crazy like I want to talk about it and the second was like here's what's going on uh, it's pretty crazy I graduated from college the year Parker Posey did and our two schools did a our, our, our showcase for uh, um, at the same place and time for agents mm-hmm. and you know my school Carnegie Mellon was, we were just like very taking it super seriously uh-huh. we spent months picking our outfits picking the perfect scene song and dance and like, we, we did it and then Parker Posey school comes out and Parker I'm, I'm just talking about Parker she does her scene and it was like all our mouths were hanging open we'd never seen acting this easy this simple this real and yeah. she, just, she was just wearing whatever like it wow. didn't and it really I just went oh my god like that's the energy I want that's mm. it, it, it was life changing for me to wow. see her at such a young age too to so get it how easy it can be and um I was so inspired. She's like a, ch- she channels. Like, sometimes I'm like, does she even know how brilliant she is? And I don't even know, and which I, I love it. Like, I am not saying that as a slighter at all. I just feel like she's such a force of of nature. And yeah, it is really so she's effortless. from my hometown. I was going to, so was like, thought, yeah. she always, I definitely was like, oh, oh, Parker Posey did it. So I can do it. Like, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. All right, let's... Do you want me to do one? Yeah. Well, I feel a little stuck in my life right now, and I'm having a hard time reconnecting to what I call my want, wanting to do something. Once I want to do something, I have a never-ending energy, but I just feel very stuck. I'm not doing much of anything. I mean, I've got some things I'm working on, but they just sit on people's desks. Mm -hmm. And I want to... I want to get my want back and I want to be involved in a project that I can put all of my energy into and I want to feel like I'm living my life because it feels a bit like I'm a record skipping right now and I'm hoping that this card helps me to join the human race in a more productive, active, and joyful, creative way. So, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just turned the card over and I'm yet. terrified. I think it's going to be Wait, amazing. It is a very <gasps> scary looking That's a cobra. really, 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 really lovely well, card. It is so scary looking. People at oh, home, wow. it is red and 
and yellow, and it's a terrifying cobra. And you guys both picked uh, fire Jesus. cards. Wow. Um, the cobra is really lovely. Okay. There are a lot of cards in here that you're like, oh, <laughs> I pulled a tarantula the other day, and okay. I was like, oh, God damn it. There's like uh, bats and fire ants, and but okay. listen. Okay. So the cobra, pausing, waiting, the inner teacher. Hmm. The cobra represents a teacher or spiritual guardian. The cobra hovers and watches, ever-present, ever-protecting, ever-loving. The essence of the cobra is found deep within us in the form of the inner teacher and manifests externally in those special guides who've led us along our path. What would it feel like to be a student again? What are you ready to learn? Remember the old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. When in balance, a student of life, humble and wise. When out of balance, know-it-all egocentric. To bring into balance, take a class, study. Wow. What if I don't like the advice? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take a class. I know, I get it. But, I, but shit, I think though, does that, that is, seems like it was written for my question. I know, I was going to say, it feels very connected to the question. And maybe it doesn't mean literally sign up for, you know, a screenwriting class. It could Santa mean Monica seek College. out a mentor. Seek, seek out it. somebody, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Or take a class that doesn't have anything to do with acting yes, or, yes. or writing or whatever, and see what that opens get well up. and get in, get involved in, in in feeding your brain again, but not Facebook posts. Yeah, yes. It's wow. also you Very know it's you, May Elizabeth. I feel like it's really hard. Um, or it, you want to read? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. It's really hard in um in what we do to like when you've had any sort of success to to go back to that like beginning energy yes but there is something mm. so like beautiful about that when we first started out and being like I'm hungry I don't care I'll literally do anything I'll do an exercise video I'll do a reenactment on like a yeah you know. I, I had to say that like I I well, try to get back to that and, and when I was teaching improv uh, um, some of my favorite students were people who walked in the door and I was so dumbfounded that they were taking classes because they were legends that I loved growing up or like I'd seen them do a lot of things and they were just there to learn and they were in a pl- they were in that place of just like I want to get back I want to find something new what a beautiful gift to give and, like, that class to you know like and you I mean like and I mean I know she would like she's you know, one of my favorite, I mean, it's like Julie Brown is an example yeah. of somebody that I grew up watching and being like so enamored with. And she's one of my favorite. And she started taking classes at the Groundlings because she's like, I just want to get back at this. And it was never with, and there's no like career goal. It's like, she's yeah. done all that. She is that. She's mm. amazing. It's like, I'm here to work and to learn and to get better. Yeah. And I was like, that, you know, that. One thing that is... really helped is helping me right now is I opened an Instagram account and I just, I try as often as I can to make really stupid, just to make me laugh, uh, really short videos. And it's really Oh my really God, real your video wh- of the moons. I just now realized that yesterday you posted oh. it. Oh my God, it's so funny. It's but on Instagram it's or? Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Okay. It's been oh a, it's, my God, it's, it's so definitely great. a reawakening awakening that creative self and so yeah maybe I'm you know I feel like I'm taking the the steps but I could do it but it's basically I feel like I gotta keep going in that direction and okay ask your question Um, I think my question is about a show that I have um, that I wrote that I have been pitching I've pitched it like eight times and everyone keeps being like oh we love the idea but we're just not looking for that right now so I guess a lot along the lines of Cheer fever. Mm-hmm. Should I still be working on this, or is it time to move on to another thing and come back to this at another time? Oh my goodness! <gasps> what? I pulled zebra. That's so, crazy. That is crazy. You saw me shuffle it like so yeah, many times. Yeah, so many times. That's so crazy. Do you, here, do you want to read? Is there only one? Is there only one? I couldn't find. Oh, it. oh. Um, they're in like. Um, uh, so it's like water first, and then you find the one that's called fire that looks like there's not like a table of content. I don't okay, think. fire cards. Oh, there you go. That is Maybe so interesting is. that you would pick the so same all, card. There's like eighty something cards in here, and and each there's only one card per one of each. That is crazy. And that that I mean I can recall some of what it was, and that it's about your show is so interesting. There. It is. So panther, tarantula, camel, gazelle. There's so many cheetah, tiger. Zebra. Also weird that we Cobra... We all pulled fire cards. We all pulled fire cards, and Cobra and Zebra are right next to each other in the book. Mm. How crazy. I have this many. All right. I'm going to mm. read it back to you, yeah. Mary Elizabeth. <clears throat> Zebra. Eccentric, creative, visionary. Zebras are the most precious of gems. They are young at heart, well-cultured, and have an undying curiosity about life. 
Being in the company of a zebra personality is not only a delight, but it also opens our minds. Be prepared. Their potent magic is contagious, and you may soon find yourself in a faraway land, expanding your worldview while having a blast. Mm. Zebras also like to contribute to the global health throughout environment, environmental or volunteer work. This card may be a hint to pack your bags. When in balance, worldly, enthusiastic, fashion forward. When out of balance, jaded, pouty, vain. To bring into balance, an epic adventure, art. Let's do it. (laughs) Also, do you know what I really have been wanting to do? You bringing up the not feeling like you're doing environmental stuff. I really want to just like get some trash bags and go to the park and like pick up trash. I don't. I really don't want to do that. Would you consider doing it at my apartment? (laughs) Inside your apartment? Mm -hmm. I don't. I won't. There you go. But no, please. I would happily do something like that with a group. I mean, I would totally. That's really neat. It's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Let's do it. It's gonna happen. Let's do it. Yeah. This weekend, let's do it. Let's go pick up trash. Let's do. I. I mean. I just feel so, it's like I feel helpless about things like that, so I do nothing, which is terrible. It's mm. like the smallest thing you could do is really helpful. And I, you know, and realize that, like, I could just clean up around outside of my apartment building when I see, like, trash out there. I could do that as a step, you know? I could, if I see trash on the ground, throw it away or whatever. But no, it's, you know. We're all yeah. making steps. Making steps. Fire doing the best cards, we can. you guys. Yeah. Fire, fire cards. We're fire cards. I love it. Well, we're out of time. Oh, this has been such a joy. It's been so nice. I loved this. Seriously. Guys, thank you all so much for being on here. And um, I feel like this was a very, it was a very, like, zen episode. (laughs) It was really nice. It was good. Um, And uh, I highly recommend this book, The Wild Unknown Spirit Animal Guidebook. And Mary Elizabeth, where can one, um, (laughs) it looks like you're... My son, son is drawn, drawn all over it. it. I'm like, what are these weird? <laughs> yeah, my hieroglyphics. Like, yes, oh, no, that's exactly. by a five year old. Yes. Um, it. I got mine off of the internet. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, I highly Wild recommend unknown. it. Yeah. Um, this has been another episode of Minor Revelations. I want to thank my guests, Jack Plotnick and Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Did I say the full? Did I say it right or did I slide <laughs> you over left again? Pepper. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. And not forget Mary Elizabeth Pepper Ellis. Uh, hashtag shit. Mouth. Hashtag shit mouth. <laughs> shit mouth. Bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, failing at the end. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Have a week. 